Welcome to The Lens, hosted by Catalysis, where we get a glimpse inside healthcare organizations that are transforming to a culture of improvement to deliver continually higher value outcomes for patients, staff, and communities. Visit createvalue.org slash the lens for more information about Catalysis. Welcome to The Lens. I'm your host, Peter Mariahazi. Today, I'm joined by Michelle Smith, a member of the Catalysis faculty, to discuss practical concepts that can help you develop as a leader in a continuous improvement environment. Michelle is teaching a three-part series beginning in January called Becoming the Leader You Want to Be that will focus on coaching approach for leadership, engaging your team more effectively, and creating a plan for you to practice and develop as a leader. Check out createvalue.org slash workshops to learn more. Thank you for joining us today, Michelle. Well, thank you. I'm super excited. So to, to set the foundation, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Just a little bit? <laughs> well, you know, we only have so much time and, okay. you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess I could start out by saying I've been in healthcare, well, was in healthcare for over 23 years. And the last 17 and a half of my career in healthcare was with Sutter Health, which is a healthcare organization predominantly in Northern California. And uh, I, I will pause there and segue over to the fact I'll make this statement that I absolutely love coaching, mentoring, and leadership development whether it's in a lean management system or any other organization. But here's the thing, that's not what I always did. So in healthcare, what I actually started out as an analyst, eventually became a finance director for one of our hospitals. And about 11 years ago, made a complete career change. You can imagine from finance director to making the statement, I love coaching, mentoring, and leadership development, <laughs> okay? Um, but I realized something was missing. And so while I still bring forward my passion for finance and everything else and what I do, I do it as I engage leaders at all levels of the organization differently and in different ways. Um, and so I, that's my passion. That's my passion about doing that. And so in February, I actually left Sutter Health, started my own organization called Better Possibilities so that I can do the part of what I love, remember that thing that was missing full time. And so that's why we're here today. Fantastic. So, so from that, let's just say vast experience, <laughs> what makes leading a continuous improvement journey so challenging specifically for the managers? So um, there's actually three things that come to mind. Well, there's a lot of things that come to mind. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to, the, I'm going to, the, the number one, the number one thing I'll touch on three of them, but the number one thing that comes to mind is people actually, when they're starting on their continuous improvement journey, have feet in both worlds. Okay. And when I say that, I mean, they're in, they're fully entrenched in the traditional management system, typically. Okay. And they also have a foot in the new management system, the new way of engaging with people, coach approach. You're not just doing top-down management and, and telling people what to do. The other, the world they're also in, because typically organizations don't flip a light switch and we're all doing this thing at the same time, right? And so the challenging part is that I'm managing in this um, 123 initiatives coming down at me, right? And yet now I've got to turn around and engage my teams into focus 
in problem solving, what's the one thing we're going to work on, this sort of thing. And it's a really hard thing to manage. So the visual that comes to mind for me is if the Zelda video games or something like that, right? And so you've got these five hearts that you go in and you're battling the enemy and everything else. And then all of a sudden your hearts go down and down and down. Well, this is what managers are faced with as they're managing the traditional management system with all the initiatives and developing themselves and the people that are on their teams into what it looks like to have problem solving at every level of the organization. So that's one of the things, right? They're losing their Zelda hearts. <laughs> so it's a, they, have to, they have to rebuild those. Um, the other thing that comes to mind for me is this requires change. And so even if, let's say I'm an early adopter leader and I know this is the best thing since sliced bread. I get it. I'm, I want to be all in. No matter what, it still requires me to do things differently. And that requires energy and effort. So it's myself that's having to go through change as well as the people on my team are having to go through change. And it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing. Um, and the other thing that comes to mind for me is, and, and so I'm gonna caution people on the PI side of it too, the process improvement side consultants, is that if you're an operational leader and you're going through your continuous improvement journey, you're actually doing extra work. Okay, so until you actually realize the impact and the benefits from problem solving and creating efficiencies and removing waste in the organization, it's more work. And so what happens is you've got uh, consultants typically come alongside and say, okay, you need to do this, this and this and this. And they're like, okay, but my place already full. So. I think the, the caution and the realization is, is that it is extra work in the beginning until you start realizing the benefit of the improvement system and engaging people differently. And for consultants to realize that as they're engaging with leaders and be cognizant of that and pace people differently. So those are the probably the three things that stand out for me when you talk about the challenges that can be when you launch on something you know, that we're labeling as a transformation, which is true. And it's a journey, you know, yeah. it's not, like you said, it's not the flip of a switch. Michelle, explain to the listeners then what is a coach approach for leadership and how can this help managers adjust to their new work environment? Um, so coach approach and I'm, and I'm, uh, it's a, it's about developing your people, but it's also about coming from this place of um, not having to have all the answers and not having all the answers. Um, so it's engaging them typically with open-ended questions that prompt their thinking, right? And so if I come up from a place of curiosity to understand, number one, what's getting in the way of, of achieving goals or accomplishing whatever we want or doing the best job we can possibly do, I guarantee you people on the front line have an idea. So, so a coach approach is actually coming forward and, and engaging with your team and not thinking that you have to have all the solutions. So it's a difference between traditional management as because the managers have typically been rewarded for having the solutions, having all the answers, and you get promoted for doing that, right? So this shift is about engaging with your team and all of a sudden the onus of having to have all the answers is taken off of your shoulders. So you're no longer on an island by yourself, right? So then you're engaging your team because the team is everyone, 
Okay, the difference is there's no high hierarchy, if you will. We just all have different roles. And when you when you go at problem solving and solutioning with an entire team, it's so much easier as a manager. Well, and you're developing an entire organization of problem yes. solvers. And so not everyone can be everywhere, right? And so those extra set of eyes and looking for those solutions is is critical. And now in your workshop, you talk about the ADKAR change management model, ADCAR. And yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that and why it's helpful for leaders when they're transitioning to a new way of leading? Yeah, so um, I was, uh, when I was at Sutter Health, um, I realized early on into being a lean consultant is that Kaizen events, improvement events, daily management systems, all that stuff, as you're making changes in processes, right? Either forms people use, things people do, whatever it is, it's, it's change. And it was an oversight on our part. And I don't know if listeners had figured it out earlier than we did, but we kind of shoehorned in change management at the end of it, right? It's like, oh, we're going this stuff. Okay, okay, great. How are we going to engage people? And so the reality is, and what I love is the simplicity of ADCAR is that, and I'll walk through the acronym super quick, right? The, the, the thing is, it's a framework so that managers can walk through themselves to figure out where they are and help engage their teams to figure out where they are through the journey. Because we all go through a change journey individually even though organizations can use it to see where we are as an organization, our change journey. So A stands for awareness. So if me personally or my team, do I understand why this change is needed? Do I understand why I need to do something differently or why the organization needs to do something differently? And more importantly, the impact if I don't do it, if we don't do it. And the awareness piece is key. So the next one is D, desire. Have I made the personal decision to step in and support this change? Am I going to do what it takes to do things differently? Am I going to, as a leader, am I going to manage it up to my team so that they don't feel like stuff's being done to them, right? So desire is super important. The next one is knowledge. Do I actually know what's expected of me? Do I know when this thing's launching? Do I know when the change is happening, right? And do I know the impact to me and my team? The next one's ability. And if you can imagine, I know awareness is different for people. Desire is different for people. But ability means, can I actually succeed in this post-change world? Do I have the skill set needed to do it? And it's not going to be one-day training. So you mentioned earlier about the continuous nature of what this development is, right? So do I have the ability to succeed in my first milestone, in the second milestone, whatever that is? And the final one is reinforcement, R. Is the stuff in place to where we're not going to go back to the old way? And that could be as simple as recognition and celebrating wins, or you have processes in place to where you physically can't go back to the old way. Electronic health record is one example, right? I'm not going to go back to paper charting because there's basically nowhere to do it and it won't connect anybody else on the care team, right? And so it's so critical that we lead with understanding ad card change management where we are instead of saying oh gosh we're doing all this stuff let's kind of fit it in um and that to me has been a game changer great so what advice would you give to leaders who are just beginning their continuous improvement journey 
pace yourself. Rome was not built in a day. There you go. <laughs> it's a journey, right? It's yes. not, it's, yeah. not a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, and you're not going to get it done in, in a matter of weeks or months. It's going to take yeah, a long time to I, incorporate it. Yeah. And I think the other thing that comes to mind for me when you were talking about that is um, give yourself some grace. It's, it's going to require you to do most, most likely, I'm not going to make the statement for everyone, but it requires you to do something different than what you currently do. And so just be patient with yourself. And I'm sure you know, you, you may make some mistakes along the way. We're all human, right? And no, there's no may you will. <laughs> and so it's so, I think John Maxwell says mistakes are just another way of doing something. Yep. Another so, way to learn. Yes. And so look at failure as a gift and opportunity and the same thing with those mistakes. So if you think about your PDSA cycle, right, yep. that's just one of those do's. And so what did you learn and what adjustments are you going to make? But know what's going to happen. So do you have any final thoughts you want to share with our listeners? I got three things. Three things. Two of counting. them, two of them that have been associated with me now. It's so funny because I use them so much in the organization I just came from. And even now came from my mentor, Margie Hagany, which I'm sure you're familiar with Margie. Mm -hmm. um, and the first one is to ask yourself what a little bit better looks like. We, yes, we have to solve for world peace. Yes, the elephant is huge and we have to eat it, but we're not going to do it in one false swoop. And the elephant is just one bite at a time. So even though you've got this huge gap, whatever it may be, performance, skill gap, whatever, ask yourself or remind yourself, what does what a little bit better look like? The second one is that today's not the only day. Like I mentioned, Rome wasn't built in a day, okay? But what happens is we tend to treat everything like it's a five alarm fire or a lot of stuff, especially when we feel like we're under the gun. Take a look at that stuff that isn't the five alarm fire and plan it out differently. And again, like I said, give yourself some grace. And the final one is to look back. We are so busy looking forward about where we have to go and what we have to do that we forget to look back to be able to see how far we've come. So look back so you can celebrate all that. Reflection. So those and, are the things. Yep. Reflection and appreciation of the progress you've made is critical. A lot of times we, we tend to judge ourselves a little too tight on that. Yeah. Um, so, Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Well, thank you. It was fun. It was fun. So thank you much. And I want to thank you all for tuning into The Lens. In addition to virtual and in-person workshops, Catalysis also offers on-demand courses that you can learn at your own pace in the Catalysis Academy. And you can check that out at createvalue.org learn to discover what the Catalysis Academy has to offer. And stay tuned for more episodes designed to help healthcare leaders support their organizations on a journey to organizational excellence. Thank you for listening. Visit createvalue.org slash the lens to learn more about how catalysis can inspire you to accelerate change in your organization.